You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. If you prefer real mornings, shouldn't you have a real breakfast? At McDonald's, we get real about breakfast. That's why you can have a savory sausage biscuit with delicious hash browns for only $1.50. It's time to wake up breakfast. Single item at regular price. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. A new year means it's time for a new home network that can keep up. With Cox Internet, you have the speed and coverage your family needs to stay connected. You'll enjoy Cox's fiber-based hybrid network with options for fast upload and download speeds. And if your household has lots of connected devices, panoramic Wi-Fi may be the perfect fit thanks to its additional control features. Plus, with advanced security on panoramic Wi-Fi, you'll know each connected device is securely protected 24-7. A whole world of connectivity is yours with Cox Internet. Learn more at Cox.com. In the Crease is back. The show about anything that crosses my path returns Sunday, October 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Where are we going this time, Dad? Great question, EP. Season 3 is back with the fourth annual Nobel Prize show. Physics, chemistry, medicine, literature, economic sciences, and of course, we will find out if the midget from Ukraine somehow, somehow, manages to win the Nobel Peace Prize. All of this and more on episode 43 of In the Crease, October 15th, here on klrnradio.com. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of dollarshaveclub.com. What is dollarshaveclub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f***ing great. Each razor has stainless steel blades, an aloe vera lubricating strip, and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and 10 blades? Your handsome ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop up! Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are going to ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors. We're also making new jobs. Alejandro, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are dollarshaveclub.com, and the party is on. KLRN Radio has advertising rates available. We have rates to fit almost any budget. Contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com. The following program will contain coarse language, adult themes, and an old man screaming at clouds and yelling at kids to get off his lawn. 
Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to KLRMRadio.com. I am Rick Robinson, host of the Rick Robinson Show. This is actually going to be the morning show starting in November. However, the normal show that we typically stream tonight, the Loftus Party uh, podcast, was a little short in content because we had to put together a best of. So I decided to do a pop-up show because there's been some things that have been on my mind since this weekend anyway. And I have concerns. Um, th- now, for those of you that may be listening for the first time, this one will take more of a terrestrial-style break schedule. Um, I'm doing this even though my allergies are killing me, so to avoid coughing, there will be a couple of extra breaks um, to try to avoid coughing in your ear as much as possible. But I feel like these are things that just have to be discussed because... What the hell? <laughs> All right, so let's let's rewind to last week, right? So what about... Yeah, what, this is Tuesday? So roughly last Saturday? So we avoid a shutdown, which now seeing what's happening, probably a good thing. Just saying. Not saying Kevin McCarthy knew anything about it. Not saying it was, you know, him being awesome. None of that. I'm just saying a shutdown government probably would have been a terrible thing right now if we were dealing with that. So it's probably a good thing that we're not. However, we are dealing with a house without a speaker. So I'm, I have been irritating a lot of people with my take on our house without a speaker because Kevin McCarthy was removed from his speakership because he worked with Democrats to keep the government open. Now, there's all kinds of things that have been said behind the scenes about, well, he made backroom deals and he did this and he did that. The problem is I haven't seen any proof of that. I've heard a handful of people talking about it. I haven't heard or seen anyone supply any type of actual proof of what it is that supposedly Kevin McCarthy has done. My other issue with all of this is in order to have him removed, it was eight Republicans 
who basically voted along with all of the Democrats to have him ousted. So here we sit without a speaker in one of the worst times possible for us to not have a speaker, and there are still people that are mostly talking about that rather than talking about what we're going to be talking about here in just a moment. But I feel like I have to say this part because this is something else that I don't feel like Kevin McCarthy did a very good job of getting his point across until the day he was ousted when he basically sat in front of reporters and said, look, I tried to do my job. These people are screaming that I didn't try to do my job, but there were four Republicans and a lot of Democrats that any time I tried to move forward with budget issues and everything else, I got blocked. So part of the reason why we don't have a speaker right now, I think, is unfortunately squarely at the feet of Kevin McCarthy, but it's also squarely at the feet of a bunch of Republicans who wanted extra airtime because they could seem like they were uber-conservative. And I've said this before, look, you can puff your chest out and you can hold the line when you have a majority that is more than, you know, five seats. When you don't, you kind of just got to get done what you can get done and keep moving the needle forward so that you can continue to hopefully, you know, increase that, you know, that whole, you know, majority in the upcoming election. But because... A handful of Republicans didn't get everything that they wanted. The guy's now gone. So now we're sitting here watching Israel come under fire, basically fighting for her life, and we don't have a speaker in the House, which means there are so many things that we should be doing right now that we can't because we don't have a speaker. Now, you can say Kevin McCarthy being gone is a good thing. You can say Kevin McCarthy being gone is a bad thing. I have no opinion on it one way or the other yet. I only know that it's bad that he is gone only because now we can't do half of the things that we really need to be doing. Now, the scariest thing that I've noticed, fast forward to this week, is Saturday, Israel comes under a surprise attack. First of all, I'm kind of concerned that they were able to do this because... The more that I've looked into this, it seems like Hamas was sending all of the signals of, you know, we're an actual political party now. We have control in Palestine. We don't want to upset. We don't want to upset that. So we're just going to go along to get along. And then the next thing, you know, boom, here we are. And there's rockets flying everywhere. And, you know, so many coming over that, you know, that even the Iron Dome couldn't stop them all. Then they managed to get across the Israeli border. Now, I had... My concern here as an American is if they can get across the Israeli border, imagine how easy it is for them to get across our border. We'll, we'll be getting to that later, too. Um, the, we live in scary times, ladies and gentlemen. Whether we want to admit it or not, we live in scary times. There were people in a desert enjoying a concert who were paratrooped upon and murdered and raped and everything else. And if you listen to the Palestinian sympathizers, none of that actually happened. And there were no rapes and no baby bannings and none of that. You're just... Dude, I have been put on like 12 Russian propagandist lists today. I've been blocking people left and right because people keep trying to put me on lists without my permission. And there's people I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, block. Yeah, block. Yeah, block. But yeah, here we are. This is the world we live in now. This is the world we live in now. Now, you know, take all of that and just table it for a second, because we'll get back to that in a minute. What really floored me is to have a Democratic president giving lip service to how, you know, Israel, we've got Israel's back, we're going to do whatever we've got to do, except he won't call out the people that actually did anything. Because everybody knows Iran is behind this. Everyone who knows anything knows Iran is behind this. And I find it 
absolutely positively coincidental, and if you haven't listened to this show before, I don't believe in coincidence, that two weeks after we basically handed them $6 billion of their own money and said, here, we unfroze it for you. Please, you know, we want to be your friends. And suddenly there's rockets and everything that Hamas has access to that Hamas didn't have access to before. Funny how that works. But, you know, if you listen to the left, this is all Israel's fault. It, it doesn't matter what left you're talking about. British left, American left, Australian left, everybody that slants left, this is all Australia's fault for the most part. You have academia in this country screaming that it's that it's Israel's fault. You have people, people that are actually members of Congress screaming that, you know, there needs to be a ceasefire because this is more about oppression than anything else. Can I ask a serious question? How is Israel oppressing anyone when they left the area in the mid-2000s? That's actually, you know, Obama's big thing, right, was we're going to bring peace to the Middle East, and they talked Israel into, you know, let, let's just let Palestine be Palestine. Which, sorry, I said this on TikTok last night, I'm just going to go all in on it again. Palestine is not real. You can hate me all you want, you can talk crap about me all you want, it doesn't change the fact that your little made-up country doesn't actually exist. You are the Delaware of the Middle East. Get over it. But the scariest thing about all this, right, now that I'm done being a smartass, is the left in this country has lost their minds. So you have the president, who's the leader of the Democratic Party, supposedly, telling everybody, you know, don't mess with Israel, just don't do it. You know, I, 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 I sympathize with Israel because I know what it's like to lose a, lose a son. Yeah, he went there today. Somehow, I, I guess I'd zoned out on that part. I saw the video later because one of my fellow Twitchy folks shared it with me, and they were like, did you see this? And I'm like, uh, I guess I must be tuning the old bastard out because I missed it. And I'm like, damn, did he really make it all about himself again? But of course, it's Joe Biden. Why wouldn't he? So we've got the left, you know, academia, members of Congress. Actually, there, there's even a member of the Colorado Assembly who got drugged today. Drugged! Because he was he was asked if he was going to condemn the attacks by Hamas. And he said, why would I? I'm like, well, you know, you're being videotaped. Oh, three people are going to see this video? So, yeah, we, we wrote about it. I was actually going to write about it, but somebody else beat me to it. And at the time I was putting the article together before I realized somebody else had done it, somebody had put out the little video clip, and it's already it had already been viewed even before we published over a million times. So I can only imagine what it looks like now, but uh, welcome to infamy for having the dumbs, sir. Welcome to infamy for having the dumbs. And I will say this, I've been saying this on Facebook, Twitter, everywhere else. If you are a member of Congress and you are publicly or even privately supporting Hamas, you should be expelled. Look, I don't care what your personal beliefs are. But when your personal beliefs start becoming your public and professional beliefs 
and they do not align with American interests, then I have a problem with that. I have a huge problem with that. Looking at you, squad, you know who you are. I mean, Elon Omar, of all people, has been coming out hardcore about, you know, being pro-Palestine. Hell, she still has a Palestinian flag sitting outside of her office. And if you look at the picture, you've, uh, you've got to go find the picture. I'm going to see if I can find it when I, when I go on break. It's the funniest thing ever. She's got the Palestinian flag on one side and a pride flag on the other. You want to talk about cognitive dissonance. You're talking about if you were in Palestine displaying those two flags together, they would stone you to death just for having the flags. These are the people that Israel is dealing with. I'm gonna, when I go to break, I'm going to find some audio of some of these protests and some of the things that have been happening here in America because it's nuts. It is absolutely nuts. All right, so like I said, because it is just me and I am having a bit of an issue with my voice, we are going to be taking uh, standard breaks, uh, which will be about every 15 minutes or so for a couple of minutes here and there. Um, gives me time to pull up clips, everything else, and also take a sip of water so I don't sound, start sounding like froggy on the little rascals. All right, we're going to take a quick break. This one will be a little bit shorter than the last one, and then we'll get the other stuff reloaded uh, here in a minute. So uh, this is Rick Robinson. You are listening to the America Off the Rails. Uh, no, you're not. You're listening to the Rick Robinson Show. Sorry, America Off the Rails is one of the ones I do a bit more often, at least until November. Um, we'll be right back. You're listening to us live on klrnradio.com. Stay tuned. And I'm talking to myself at night because I can't forget Back and forth through my mind behind a cigarette And a message coming from my eyes leave it A new year means it's time for a new home network that can keep up. With Cox Internet, you have the speed and coverage your family needs to stay connected. You'll enjoy Cox's fiber-based hybrid network with options for fast upload and download speeds. And if your household has lots of connected devices, panoramic Wi-Fi may be the perfect fit thanks to its additional control features. Plus, with advanced security on panoramic Wi-Fi, you'll know each connected device is securely protected 24-7. A whole world of connectivity is yours with Cox Internet. Learn more at Cox.com. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. In the Crease is back. The show about anything that crosses my path returns Sunday, October 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Where are we going this time, Dad? Great question, EP. Season 3 is back with the fourth annual Nobel Prize show. Physics chemistry, medicine, literature, economic sciences, and of course, we will find out if the midget from Ukraine somehow, somehow manages to win the Nobel Peace Prize. All of this and more on episode 43 of In the Crease, October 15th, here on klrnradio.com. (laughs) 
KLRN Radio has advertising rates available. We have rates to fit almost any budget. Contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com. Welcome back into the program, ladies and gentlemen. Again, I am Rick Robinson. This is the Rick Robinson Show. We are live right here on KLRMradio.com. Don't forget, starting on November 1st, I think. What the hell day is this? November 1st. <laughs> Sorry. Kind of been doing nonstop news. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, November 1st will be a Wednesday. So, yeah, that'll be the, I guess we'll be starting midweek, but we're going to go ahead and kick things off November 1st. Morning show, the Rick Robinson Show, right here live on KLR Radio. Uh, it'll be probably 7 to 9 Eastern. So for those of you that live in God's country, that would be 6 to 8 in the morning. Um, For those of you that live on the left coast, why haven't you left yet? But it'll be super early, so make sure you catch the podcast. All right, so anyway, so we're back. We're live, and as promised, we have some, you know, some audio from some of the craziness over the weekend. And then some interesting takes. I found a few things I didn't know today. Um, So... Maybe there's maybe there is possibly still some hope for New York City. Maybe. All right. So here's a here's a short clip. Shame on you! 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 So there in New York City is a pro-Israeli protest that is uh, basically standing right across from the pro-Palestinian protest and uh, screaming "Shame on you!" Uh, here's some audio from one of the other protests in the same area. Hang on, let me get it queued up here. So I want to touch on that last thing that they were screaming, because in case you couldn't make it out, it's resistance is justified when P- 
people are occupied and people were holding up signs that said by any means necessary. Um, there is, and never has been in history, up until now, a country named Palestine. These people, if you actually look at their history, are a bunch of rejects from other Arab countries. Palestine is basically the Australia of the Middle East. For those of you who don't know history, Australia was a British penal colony. All the people that Britain didn't want to deal with anymore got shipped way the hell over there. So that's kind of what happened, is a bunch of people that were outcast from other Middle Eastern countries eventually settled there because, you know, Israel had been kicked off its own piece of land dozens of times throughout history, so why the hell not? Um, and then they started building their own made-up culture around it. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's been, you know, as somebody who's a student of history, um, watching this stuff unfold kind of in a, not, not this latest bit, because I, I don't want to piss anybody off, but watching all of this unfold throughout history and seeing all the different bits and pieces that nobody wants to talk about, that nobody touches, like the fact that there really is not a place called Palestine, or there shouldn't be, that there are no real Palestinian people. These are just a bunch of people that were rejects from other Arab countries. Everybody wonders, because everybody keeps saying, well, they can't leave the area because they're trapped. Well, they're not, or they shouldn't be anyway. Um, they have a, Egypt is, is one of their aligning borders. So people should start asking why it is Egypt won't let them go there to avoid being blown up. <clears throat> because I'm not saying every Palestinian is Hamas. It's not what I'm saying. But this whole free Palestine end apartheid thing that they have going on, Israel left. They left. They gave you your land back 15 years ago pretty close what was it 2009 2010 somewhere around there they just said all right look we're gonna try this you guys keep saying you want your own you know that's what we that's what everybody says two-state solution so we're gonna give you your state and it didn't work because it's not about a two-state solution it's about the entire eradication of a people israel didn't ask for this they didn't sign up for this. They've been trying to leave people alone. All right, another quick clip. Actually, I think this may be the same one. Hang on. Shame on you! Shame on you! Shame on you! Shame on you! Yeah, it's actually supposed to be one where they were showing the other side too, but I guess you can't hear them well enough. So here's another little interesting one. Um, this is an audio, this is an article, but I have to read this because this as, you know, a, now, I'm just going to, just going to preface this a bit. I did not vote for Donald Trump in 2016. I actually changed my party affiliation to libertarian and helped get the libertarian party on the ballot in Oklahoma because I was so dejected by some of the things that Donald Trump said in 2016. Then in 2020, I voted for him. Because up until the pandemic, I had seen things being changed in ways that I hadn't seen before. Now, as some of the after-action stuff has come out regarding the pandemic, and I have realized how long Donald Trump actually left people in charge that he probably shouldn't have been in charge, that probably shouldn't have been in charge, and, you know, how all of the uh, companies that were allowed to put out vaccines have the same top three major investors, all of the media companies have the same top three major investors. 
And uh, so do the airlines, by the way. We talked about that a bit on whatever last week, so if you want to go catch up, you can later. Um, but so this is something that I never really thought I would see, because according to the left, the right is all the Nazis. We're all the white supremacists, hate the Jews, burn everything down, America first, because, you know, that that's one of the first things that, you know, became a dog whistle. Oh my god, KKK used to say America first. Well, the problem is that when all this started happening over the weekend, thousands of pro pardon me. Thousands of pro-Palestinian protesters descended into the streets of New York City to show their support of Hamas' recent attack against Israel. Demonstrators were seen waving Palestinian flags. Signs and banners near Times Square in New York City. The protests were organized by the Democratic Socialists of America, an organization that has supported Elon Omar, Cori Bush, Rashida Tlaib, and, oh yes, New York's very own Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or as I like to call her, Occasional Cortex, uh, Jamal Fire and as well as Jamal Fire Alarm Bowman. So Hamas terrorists fired rockets into town, shot at civilians from uh, paragliders, and kidnapped women and children from their homes. Grandmothers at gunpoint loaded onto golf courts to be held hostage or killed by twisted, depraved thugs supported by soulless New York City progressives. Yes, in Times Square on Sunday, the Democratic Socialist of America will host, or did host, an all-out for Palestine rally. Wear a mask so you're not recognized, the organizers say. Best to just let the swastikas do the talking. Never mind the hundreds of Israeli civilians and children who have been murdered, wounded, abducted, and terrorized. Their lives mean nothing to the DSA. Nothing, Congressman Richie Torres rightly wrote Saturday. The New York City DSA is revealing itself for what it truly is, an anti-Semitic stain on the soul of America's largest city. The DSA is a party of Elon Omar, Cory Bush, Rashida Tlaib, and, uh, yeah, let's not forget, you know, occasional Cortex as well as Fire Alarm Bowman. Uh, they are quick to lecture about extremism in America. What do they say about this? And as you might have seen, there was some sort of a rave or desert party where they were having a great time until the, res until the resistance came and electrified hang gliders and took at least several dozen Hipsters hostage. So this is my question because all I've all I've heard from Joe Biden since twenty 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 well actually probably about twenty eighteen is how racist the Republican Party is. How the MAGA extremists have taken over the Republican Party and have destroyed it from the inside out. The one thing that I wanted to hear today, which I only heard from PressSec, and it was not even a full-throated rebuke, was the president to come out and give the same type of stern, not-gonna-have-it, BS talking points that he's been throwing at MAGA Republicans since 2018. Except we didn't get there. Why is it that, for the most part, when Republicans realize we have an unwanted element in our party, we typically try to excise it, which is why I have such a hard time with a lot of the crap that they are trying to spin 
about Donald Trump. I'm not going to go into a lot of that because that's not what this show's about today. I will say that I feel that he should be on the debate stage. I understand that he's got runaway numbers within the party, but that's not going to do anything for the independent voters, and he hasn't won enough of them yet. Now with RFK Jr. declaring he's going to run as an independent, I think I saw something today that that may have changed. I'm not sure. I haven't looked into it yet. Um, but he did just announce the other day. I don't know if he's changed his mind or not. I saw something about a change in strategy for him, and I hadn't had a chance to look into it yet. But assuming that is still the case, there is a good chance that some of the more independent Trump voters might go to him. We're not going to know and, and until, day, until day of. We're just not going to know. Then there's the problem of, since he's decided so late that he's going to be an independent uh, runner, assuming that he still is, I'm not exactly sure how he's going to get on all 50 ballots, because uh, that's pretty hard. Everybody seems to forget we don't have national elections, which is why, you know, rewind, rewind to 2020, and you've got a few jurisdictions that it's now come out over and over and over again that there were, in fact, issues. That could have been enough to change the outcome of an election. That is just the truth of it. When you have numbers as close as they were, if things just start sw switching a certain way in swing states, that may have been enough. Now, I'm not saying that should have been enough to overturn the election or toss it out. We don't have a mechanism for that. What I am saying is we need to figure this out before 2024 and make sure that it can't happen again. But we won't because cheating is a feature, not a bug, and nobody really wants to do anything to fix it. That's my other issue with our entire electoral process. So, but yeah, so you have, uh, you know, the DSA of New York City basically, you know, organizing pro-Palestinian rallies. You know, let, let, let's, let's, let's glorify murder because, you know, why the hell not? You have members of the Democratic Party that are in Congress glorifying murder. Why the hell not? And, of course, AOC comes out with her both sides of her mouth statement about how while she condemns Hamas's actions, she feels there needs to be a ceasefire and this, that, and the other. Dude, I don't know about y'all, but if I was Bibi Netanyahu, I would be so done with trying with these people. She'd be like, look, we tried to leave you alone. We did. We, we gave you what you said you wanted, and now you are still coming at us. And it's your pro in your protest and all your speeches, you say it's not about you being free. It's about a Palestine from sea to sea. In case you're kind of missing the point there, that means they don't want Israel to be there at all. Now, you can say what you want about it, but I'm sorry, I happen to be a Christian. I don't, know, I don't hide from that fact. Yes, I curse more than I should, but believe it or not, I am actually an, an ordained minister. Um, so when I see people and places that are coming out against Israel, I know that they have bigger problems than they want to admit. So when I see nearly half the leadership and half the people in charge of higher education in this country coming out in favor of Palestine, it lets me know exactly how far we have fallen. And I don't think, I don't, I don't think there's going to be much more that we're going to be able to do about it unless we wake up now. Uh, my hope is, and we'll be getting to this um, after the break, my hope is that we have reached a point to where it is going to be possible for people to start waking up. We thought 9-11 would do it, and it did for a minute, and then everybody went back to sleep. 
and we thought all the other craziness would do it and then everybody went back to sleep the masks have come off since 2020 and they are continuing to just be shattered and destroyed and now that these people are finally showing us who we who they are it's time we start listening all right i'm rick robinson we're at a little bit over the halfway point still got a lot more show left you are listening to us live on klrnradio.com we'll be right back I ride through the city exercise I see the stars come out of the sky Yeah, the bright and hollow sky You know it looks so good tonight I am the passenger I stay under glass I look through You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f***ing great. Each razor has stainless steel blades and aloe vera lubricating strip and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and 10 blades? Your handsome ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop up! Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are going to ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors. We're also making new jobs. Alejandro, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. In the Crease is back. The show about anything that crosses my path returns Sunday, October 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Where are we going this time, Dad? Great question, EP. Season 3 is back with the fourth annual Nobel Prize show. Physics, chemistry, medicine, literature, economic sciences, and of course, we will find out if the midget from Ukraine somehow, somehow manages to win the Nobel Peace Prize. All of this and more on episode 43 of In the Crease, October 15th, here on klrnradio.com. KLRN Radio has advertising rates available. We have rates to fit almost any budget. Contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com. 
My son was in the Army back during Desert Storm, but even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq. Grantham University. Turns out that Grantham's been delivering affordable, relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years. Heck, if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas, think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is. If getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible. Affordable. Relevant. Call 800-910-1370. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-783-0810 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-783-0810. Again, that's 800-783-0810. Sitting in my chair. Welcome back to the Rick Robinson Show. We are live right here on KLM Radio. We got one more segment. Don't forget, up next is the Cocktail Lounge with Brad and Aggie. I think, I know Aggie said she was traveling on Friday, so we're going to have to try to cobble together a dude bro show again or something. Um, but as far as I know, I think there's still a Cocktail Lounge coming up. So in, in a, you couldn't have picked a worse possible time to say this, and anybody who's ever had any type of, you know, high-pressure job knows better than to say shit like this out loud. Biden administration, one week ago, just bragged about the quieter, more peaceful Middle East. This was exactly one week before the Hamas attacks. I don't know who that was because I don't recognize dude's picture, but uh, he should probably get it talking to. The Biden administration was boasting about a quieter Middle East that requires far less attention than previous administrations just days before Palestinian forces said, hold my beer. Uh, No, that's not part of the article, but I'm allowed. Um, I guess it was eight days. Eight days before the Hamas attacks on Israeli uh, civilians, U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan 
O'Sullivan expressed how well the Biden administration's foreign policy had worked in the Middle East. The region is quieter today than it has been in two decades, Sullivan declared according to Town Hall. What was said is we want to depressurize, de-escalate, and ultimately integrate the Middle East region. The war in Yemen is in its 19 months of truce. For now, the Iranian attacks against U.S. forces have stopped. Wait, there have been Iranian attacks against U.S. forces? Um, I'm not getting my memos. Our, pr our presence in Iraq is stable. I don't know about that either. Uh, Sullivan explained that challenges remain in the region. Iran's nuclear weapons program, the tensions between Israelis and Palestinians, but the amount of time I have to spend on crisis and conflict in the Middle East today compared to any of my predecessors going back to 9-11 is significantly reduced. Hey, dude, um, eight days ago called. They want their peace back. Just saying. A month prior to the Hamas attacks, President Joe Biden agreed to release nearly $6 billion in frozen Iranian assets as part of a deal to set free five Americans who had been detained in Iran for years. Remember when we had this policy of not negotiating with or appeasing terrorists? Funny how that's different now. Uh, the move was mocked by President Trump, as well it should have been, who said that money would be used to fund terrorism and that Biden's moves are worsening diplomatic relations across the globe. Um, which statement aged better? Question for the chat. Just saying. Uh, can you believe that crooked Joe Biden is giving $6 billion to the terrorist regime in Iran? That money could be used for terrorism all over the Middle East and indeed the world. This incompetent fool is absolutely destroying America, Trump wrote on his platform Truth Social. Anyway. So, I again have a question. So, because this is what the, the, the administration keeps saying. None of that money has been withdrawn after it was frozen. None of that money has been used but let me see let me see if i can dumb this down so let's say that i have two accounts cuz i may or may not and right now one of them is you know completely empty so there's nothing in it so i'm using everything in the other account to pay bills buy food do all the things i need to do then all of a sudden my tax return comes in which goes into the other account and suddenly i am flush you know anywhere between 500 you know three thousand dollars whatever the case may be um some of you get more and that's why i'm just basically generalizing so suddenly let's say for the sake of argument i get a three thousand dollar tax return so that means three thousand dollars that i had planned on spending on other things can now be used to do something else this is why money is called fungible because when you have more of it you can do more things with it even if you're not using that specific earmarked tracked money to do bad things, the other money that you have access to can now be used to do said bad things. I really don't understand why this is such a hard concept for the Biden administration to understand. 
or why they keep trying to lie to us about this situation and again are refusing to call out Iran because Iran is the ones who fund Hamas. We know this. We have known this for forever. You're telling me that a month ago we started the process to unfree $6 billion. Two weeks ago, that money hit their account. And somehow, this all magically happened around that same time. Do you realize how much planning they probably started doing the second that they were told we were unfreezing their assets? This is this is why I am just flabbergasted. We I am so sick and tired of our money because plenty of our money goes to Iran too, even though they keep trying to tell you that it's not. This six billion dollars isn't ours. Well, what about the money that we have sent to them? That that's ours. So this is something else that I've been saying for days. I am sick and tired of our money not only going to countries that hate us and want to wipe us off the map. But my tax money is also going to things like primary education and and higher education into institutions that are teaching our children to hate us. We have pro-Palestinian groups all over the country in Ivy League colleges of all places that are pro-Palestine because they, they view Israel as the oppressor. Because that's what they've been taught. You want to know where they got that information from? They got it from our school system. It's not accurate information, but that's where they got it. We now have a school system that is so busily trying to indoctrinate our youth that they come out of college and high school hating America because America was founded on slavery. America did this. America did that. America's terrible. How can, how can you possibly be pro-America? Look at everything they did. Because they keep rewriting our history. They keep whitewashing our history. One of the things that drove me crazy when this movement first started was when they took Aunt Jemima off the bottle. These people don't understand the reason why that happened. That was a way to honor that woman's accomplishments. Because she was amazing, especially for her time. And now people don't know who she is anymore. The people that are coming up now are going to have no idea. This was a way to get people to talk about the things that had happened to make sure that we don't have them happen again. When you wipe it all the way, you are, you are making it possible for it all to happen again. When everything is offensive, then nobody's ever going to get along. That, that is where we are right now. Nobody wants to get along. Nobody cares anymore. The second you, I mean, I, I, I saw this time and time and time again today. As soon as I put something out that somebody disagreed with, oh, you're an idiot. Well, you know, maybe you should go back and reread the statement of the person that I'm actually talking about before you start calling me names because they're both, they're, they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. I am over that. I'm over it. I stand with Israel. If you don't like it, then unfollow me. If you don't like it, then stop listening to the shows. I don't care anymore. I don't do this to get rich. I do this to try to make a difference. That has been my goal since the day that I started all of it. And it is growing and it is getting bigger. So I'm going to keep trying to use the platforms that I am creating to continue to make a difference. If it falls apart on me, then oh well. 
I did what I thought I was supposed to do. But I'll be damned if I'm going to sit here and watch the left in this country suddenly become pro-terrorist and not say anything. Hell, you, you've got Joe Welsh, who, for those of you who've been following along for a while, he's I write about him occasionally on Twitch. He, uh, we get into Twitter fights. Yes, I still call it Twitter. I don't care. Um, and today, one minute, he's talking about Black Lives Matter and all the different Black Lives Matter chapters that are coming out pro-Hamas. Uh, and he's like, oh, look, see, they're showing you who they are. Well, that's funny because in 2020, you said the exact opposite about Black Lives Matter that you thought they were a terrorist organization until you saw the light and you feel like their their movement is something that every American should get behind. Now here we are uh, about three years later, and your entire tune has changed again. Now, take you know, rewind about three, four hours. The same guy that's been screaming and yelling about all the people that are coming out pro-Palestinian basically said that since the Republicans don't have a speaker, they should lose the House in 2024. So, on one side, you're saying that pro-Palestinian movements are bad, but on the other, you're basically tacitly endorsing the party that is pro-Palestinian because you want the Republicans to lose the House. This is why up until today, I've been happy that I'm a registered libertarian. I'm rethinking that decision. I guess I could register as an independent in this state because then I still wouldn't be able to vote in primaries, but I could still vote for whoever I want in the general because I don't really like having an R and I definitely don't like having an L behind my name anymore because now the Libertarian Party has come out pro-Nazi. The folks whose entire reason for existence is leave me alone and let me do me is now pro-Nazi. We live in the upside down. We're going back to what I said in the beginning of the show. We now live in a country where eight people can control whether we have a Speaker of the House. Because they, the, those eight people want to act as if we have a, a supermajority when we don't. We now live in a world where Joe Walsh, on one hand, is decrying terrorism and then supporting the party that also seems to endorse terrorism. We live in the upside down. Alright, well, we've got to do a changeover. I usually try to go a couple minutes longer, but we are just about out of time anyway. Uh, we've got to do a changeover for the uh, cocktail lounge, so we're going to have to start making our way to get that ready. But unfortunately, that does mean that we have reached the point in the show where I have to tell you that it's over. I know, I'm sad too. What? Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is! Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Closing time Open all the doors and let you out into the world This isn't over until I say it's over! Closing time well, That's great! This is fucking great, man! Now what the fuck are we supposed to do? Game over, man. Game over.
Don't forget, stay tuned for the Cocktail Lounge coming up next. There will be an F5 involved, so just chill out. We'll be right back. F5 and find out. <laughs> Sorry, had to.